Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 40 of the Agree to Disagree show podcast, where we discuss politics, current events, and everything under the sun that interests me. I'm your host, Luigi C. And uh, first of all, before we start this evening, I want to give out uh, a huge shout out to the boys at EM Custom Design. Finally, I got my Agree to Disagree show uh, t-shirt done. So uh, follow them on uh, emcustom.design. You see it in the ticker here at the bottom uh, on Instagram. Uh, or visit their shop at the 5825 Jean Talon Est in St. Leonard for all your printing, design, art installation, T-shirts, caps. They do everything. Uh, 3D printing, they do everything. So now, enough of that. Thanks, boys, so much. Loving the T-shirt. Um, so let me go right into it, uh, introducing my guest tonight. Um, super excited tonight. Tonight's guest is a longtime friend of mine, um, legendary DJ, hails from Montreal, uh, social media content creator, entrepreneur, uh, creator of the Insiemi Montreal uh, page, uh, and Joe and Mary's wedding. Uh, we'll definitely discuss that um, in in uh, in detail this evening. So, without further ado, guys, let's bring on to the screen legendary DJ Stevie V. What's up, buddy? What's up, bro? I even got my head shaved for you. You know, for <laughs> clean shaven. How you doing, bud? Man, what's up? What's going on? Nice to be here. Not much. I've been trying to. We've been trying to for so long to to have you on the show, and and I'm so 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 glad we were reminiscing on uh, on off air about the, the good old days of playing hockey together and Moomba days. And uh, I think we're going to have a, good, a nice little chat tonight. Yes, sir. I'm ready, man. Of course. <laughs> All right, Stevie. Tell me, um, it's funny. I never, I never asked you this question. Um, how, did you, how did you get started into DJing? What was your childhood like? Um, people would like to know who Stevie V is. Tell us that. I want to know as well. <laughs> Well, I actually started when I was like 13. I started doing my brother's uh, parties and stuff like that. I used to always ask because my brother's much older than me. So mm -hmm. he would always want me to do his parties. I was a little kid, you know. Plus, he didn't have to pay. It was free. So I used to take little <laughs> CDs and, you know, just CD players and everything, you know, and just try to mix. You know, I just like music and everything like that. It was pretty fun, you know. And then after that, during the – then I started liking it. I said, you know what, let's keep on doing this, you know. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather always told me, try to choose a job that's recession-free. You know what I mean? So I'm saying music, DJing, you know, but I was still a kid. I like music. But for me, tell you the truth, I know I'm being honest. It was really about the money. I just wanted to make money as a kid, you know. I, okay. the front I, was, I was doing the Gazette. I was Montreal Gazette. I was delivering newspapers. Oh, at boy. 13, you know, I got instilled at 13 that I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to make money and I wanted to be successful. And DJing was also a thing to network. I wanted mm -hmm. to meet a lot of people and I wanted to network. I would, you know, 
I just wanted to broaden myself. I wanted people to know who I was, you know? So you only live once and I really wanted to uh, show who I was and I wanted to just meet people from everywhere. I just want to make a lot of network, you know? You know, in all of that, you said something so important, you know, and I, and I told you, I, everyone knows I have two young boys and what you said in there, what I love is that try to do something that's first of all, recession proof, sure. but something that you love, right? Because I'm sure now you're, you're, you're 40, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember you've been doing this for a long time and I've known you for a long time. Um, and you always seem that you genuinely loved what you do since, since, you know, the days of us playing hockey, since your Mumba days, which we're going to talk a little bit from every, you know, every gig that I've seen you doing DJ with gold star entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I love. That's what I always loved about you, Steve, that you always loved. And I, and you seem like a guy that puts passion in everything you do. So yeah. th- that's, that's a good message for kids. You know that. Yes. Well, there's still a downside to it. I don't want to be too positive. You made it of course. Too positive. Of course there's downsides to everything. And DJing is fun. I like DJing. I've been doing it for a long, long time and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> listen, I've come to a point that I want to get beyond the DJing and everything, but I still love it. I mean, I work for Gold Star. Gold Star treats me really, really good. And uh, the clients that I do, the weddings, it's always fun. But, you know, sooner or later, I have other. That's why I dwelled into other projects. Because at the yeah. end of the day, you are a DJ, but you're still working as a DJ. So I want to do other stuff that makes me happy teaching always makes me happy but i always want to find that extra thing to make me happy you know yeah well we'll definitely discuss all those those other projects in life and just while we're at it you know huge shout out to sal um owner and and founder of uh, gold star entertainment for sure um want to say hi i haven't seen him in a while as well so um tell me tell me you know i want to just take a you know in preparing some of the the promos for the, the show tonight if, I don't know if you mentioned, did you, did you notice all the old dad songs that I put on the promos on the yeah, stories yeah. on Instagram? It brought me back, man. It brought me back because you know <laughs> what? It brings me back to the days at Mumba and even prior to that, right? I mean, even when we were DJing and we were just going to parties and school parties and, you know, just it's it's a funny thing. I've always said music has this 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 unbelievable power of transcending and bringing you back to a moment in your life, whether it be a happy memory or a horrible memory sure and 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 that's what i love about music so that's why i've done a lot of episodes in regards to music and focused around music um tell me you know those those good old days when when those mumba days how how crazy were they mumba was the best seriously mumba really like i started mumba in 2006 when i first yeah 2006 to 2017 so i was there for about um, wow. 11 years ups and downs you know what before mumba i don't remember anything i remember <laughs> mumba my mumba days for 11 years there was a lot of ups and downs there was a lot of chaos there was a lot of uh breaking down depression high times good times. but you know what mumba days not for the music and the party just the context i made Holly D, Serrani, uh, Lady Gaga. I brought them all in with my partner and we met them and we hung out with them. I met so many celebrities that to this day, I'm friends with a lot of guys all over the States and everything. Like agents, Ron Jeremy is a good friend of mine. The, well, I, report. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Ron Jeremy, I brought him three times. And you know what? I met so many people that helped me. When I went to Vegas two times, like, I mean, I hooked up with so many celebrities that told me to come into parties. I was very, you know, so I made my name for that. So Mumba, you know what? It was seriously, it was amazing. 
in a way, I'm happy it finished because I think it finished what it had to do. It did what it had to do. And now it's Miss Wong. Yeah. And you know what? I still do parties. I don't want to work in clubs anymore, mm -hmm. but I'll still do clubs. Like I have my New Year's Eve party with my partner, Mass Min. Mass Min is my partner for NCMA. Okay. <clears throat> so we have our New Year's Eve parties. I'll do special events, but to work every week in a club again, nah, it's not for me. No, no, for not sure. Not because I mean, I'm older. It's just because uh, people say, well, you know, it's because you're older. Maybe you don't get, no, it's not because of that. It's just because that's not my thing anymore, you know? I well, I think, I think it ran its course, right? I mean, uh, even just the club itself, it had a great run. And in terms yeah. of clubs, I mean, that's a long run for a club. We all know that, yeah. especially in Montreal, right? That was a long, long, long run. And I think, like you say, I, I I agree with you. I think you have a lot more to contribute to, just in general. I mean, in, in the yeah. other projects that you're doing, and it's it's evident, right? You see it. There's other stuff that you're doing that you're contributing, so it, it makes sense, you know. So, um, I know that after all these years, you're still doing, um, weddings and 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 events and mm -hmm. uh, DJing at at weddings. How's how's how can I how can I ask you how's that changed? How's the wedding industry changed? How is the partying around it and focused around it? How has that changed? Have you seen an evolution in that since you started so many years ago? I started doing weddings up seriously when I was like I started with Sal when I was like 20. No, yeah, maybe 20, 22. It started off just me and Sal and everything. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he uh, the weddings were kind of big. They were different. I mean, it was different, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. It's just hard to explain. They were big in the beginning, like maybe three, 400 people. And then after, I'm just going to go by the way it was, because then after sure. I was at Mumba. So like I said, my head was clouded when I was at Mumba. <laughs> a lot of stuff that went on. I was I was more at Mumba, less with Gold Star. But then after, when I started going back with Gold Star again, 2015 to all the way to 2019, it was crazy. Four. 400 people 500 they were getting big and then of course 2020 hit and the can everything screwed up everything. yeah but i did a few weddings in um in during COVID time which was kind of weird no dancing <laughs> nothing crazy masks but it was 2020 so yeah it was so right, right at the understood no no music you know so it was kind of weird now the weddings, I'm booked every weekend. And in 2022, I'm booked even more. People call me, Steve, are you available? Like, I'm booked. Like, yeah. it's crazy. But I would say <clears throat> the weddings are coming back slowly, slowly. The last four weeks, man, they've been crazy weddings. Like, really fun weddings. I think people are just excited to go out and just really fucking yeah. happy to go yeah. out. You know what I yeah. mean? They're having I, a blast. I've noticed that, yeah, besides, I think, smaller weddings today, they haven't really changed. I mean, if we were still really going to talk about, you know, the <clears throat> traditional Thai wedding, I think it's just the only thing that's changed is the size. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm so glad to see that, you know, after after COVID and all this, that it is slowly getting back to yeah. together. I mean, you know, I mean, it's no secret. I'm 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 best friends with one of your partners at Joe and Mary's wedding, which we're going to sure. discuss a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, my heart, the first thing when, when this whole shit started was my heart went out to guys like you and Sal and all the other DJs and everybody involved in the reception business and restaurant business. I mean, you guys bore the brunt of, 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 of everything. It, it's like, I know there was, you know, I guess, you know, the government had no choice, yeah. but like, it's going on two years it's and it's it's nice to see that now life is getting a little bit back to normal the, mm -hmm. the parties are happening um this dancing thing i mean i don't even want i, want, I don't even want to talk about that i mean well there what, is like whatever 
Yeah, I, mean, I know. There's there's dancing. Of course, of yes. course. I know. I, I let's let's leave it at that. Let's leave it yeah, at that. Let's leave it at that. But I don't I, get anyone in trouble and shit. But no, there, exactly. There's, there's some place. No, there actually some places that don't allow it. So they'll mm -hmm. they'll they would say it. But for me to do a party to DJ, <clears throat> it's not for the money. I don't care about money. I have yeah. money. So if 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 uh, Sal will tell me, listen, you gotta go here, but there's no dancing. I'm not gonna do it. Like, no. what am I going to do there? Well, what's, what's the, you know, you, you right Because <clears throat> basically I'm there just for money. I don't want to be there for money. I want to have a good time along with the people. Yeah. So most of the time I've been doing the last few parties I've been doing, they've been chaos. But, you know, still safe because it's the family. Outside yeah. the hall, they wear their masks. But mm -hmm. inside, they don't wear the masks. Well, whatever. Not every hall is like that. Some halls are very strict. Some halls are not. We won't mention well, anything, but whatever. It's funny you say that, Steve. You know, I, I, I equate what you just said in terms of you as an artist, as a DJ, like a comedian, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, performing in, in, in without a crowd or a comedian just, you know, with no with no people or, or hardly any people watch them without, without that immediate laughter or without for you playing a song without the immediate seeing of people dancing and reacting to a song. Like, what's the purpose, like you said? There's no purpose you know, for it. That there, there really isn't. So and so people um, will still take it because it's money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, and before COVID, I was I didn't have a job. Like I was just doing uh, Joe and Mary's, which was doing mm -hmm. really really good. We went to Toronto. We went to Ottawa. Yeah. Plus, I was DJing all the time. <clears throat> I had investments too because I invest in real estate and everything mm -hmm. like that. So everything was good. <clears throat> and then after COVID hit, listen, I still had a kind of like. Uh, a rebound. I had still had. I was still okay. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I got to make money somehow. I can't stay home and do nothing. Yeah. Two three months. Yeah, I could stay home and chill, and everything's okay. Then I got the serb. I guess I applied for a serb like everybody else, and I got one month. And then I said, you know what? I'm gonna get a job. Then I knew this girl Felicia, and she got me a job at uh, MindGeek and everything like that. And uh, I didn't have to take it. I could have stayed with the serb, but you know that's the way I'm. I gotta work. I gotta do something. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would just wish a lot more people would look at it that way, but uh, you know, it's hard to get employees now. Listen, I'm in the restaurant business too, and I see a lot of people. Nobody has employees. Everybody's closed on Mondays and Sundays and Mondays. You know, a funny story. I went to just talk about people. Yeah. <clears throat> I was driving. I needed a coffee. I don't know. It was like nine o'clock. I needed a coffee. Sorry, my mouth is all dry. No problem. <clears throat> I needed a coffee. I said, "Let me go to Tim's." Whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So I went to the gals. This was two weeks ago. I went to the gals. You know, the there's what the gallery d'Anjou. There's um, yeah. a Tim Hortons there. It's closed. So the yeah. drive-through is closed. So I go the door. It's closed. And on the thing it said, Tim Hortons is officially closed until we find staff. There's no staff. That's crazy. So Tim Hortons closed because there's no staff. That's crazy. Not That's because crazy. of COVID or anything like that. They closed because there's no yeah. staff. So I said okay. So I go to the other one on Sherbrooke. Same yeah. thing. Closed, no staff. Thank I closed the staff. I, I closed the amount of staff of because uh, there's no staff. I was like freaking out. This so, is incredible. So the it's funny. Uh, last week I go have lunch with a friend. We go to uh, Monza in Laval. We walk in. It's not packed, but it's busy. It's lunchtime. Yeah. And the girl, at least she had the decency to tell us. She says, "Listen, guys, I'm really sorry. We're not taking." any more clients because the, the restaurant's full we're at capacity and we're running low on staff so okay. you're literally gonna get your food in like hours could, could you i stevie i could we just looked at each other and 
I mean, I appreciated her her honesty. Yeah. I I just couldn't believe it. We're at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough, man. It's 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 you know the restaurants came up, the the halls came up, everything is coming up, but it's the staff they don't have, you know. So COVID killed everybody because of that, and now that's COVID is well, whatever. It's everything's kind of back to normal with the passports. Still, a lot of them are functioning seventy five percent down, fifty yeah. percent down because they don't have enough staff. They don't have it's enough tough. staff because it comes to it comes to the point that now or what people have done that they were already thinking this pre COVID. But uh, a lot of them are rethinking their life, right? Should I go back to a restaurant? Do I make enough money? Let me look at now. I've had a year and a half, two years to to do something else. And maybe they're not going to go back into waitering or, or working at a Tim Hortons. It's a little um, phase. Everybody's going to go back to normal. Yeah. They'll get staff. The government's not going to take care of us all the time. Well, I hope they not. will go back. It's just going to take some time, but they will go back. Of course they will. Yeah. It's just that now, you know, the restaurants and halls, they got to give incentives. They got to give them a lot of money. Dishwashers are making more than me, man. It's crazy. I know. Dishwasher gave me 20, 22, 23 bucks an hour cash. Some people, it's crazy how much money they're making. Yeah. But well, are you going to be a dishwasher? No. Do you, do no. I want to go up and tell people I'm a dishwasher? Yeah, but I make 30 bucks an hour. You're still a dishwasher. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and a lot of people, and the younger people, it's it's different too because the younger people, because of social media, because of Instagram, everybody wants to make fast money. Yeah. They want to flip money. They want to go into scams. They want to make fast money. No kid wants to work at a Tim's. No kid wants to work at McDonald's. No kid wants to work right now because once they're seeing all these celebrities, influencers, because I work in social media. Yeah. All the influencers flashing money, a million subscribers. They got their Porsche. Nobody works. So that's the kind of in, all over the world. And I've had discussions on podcasts in the States too. And it's the same thing. Nobody wants to work. That's it. So what's keeping every, the economy grounded? Of course, I'm stereotyping. Not every young person is like that. But what's keeping the, everything afloat in the government is the older people. Yeah. 25 to 30 and up. Because younger than that. The majority, I'm not seeing all of them, don't want to work. They just want to find another they want to work. They just want to find another way to make quick cash. Yeah. You're 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 not off. I mean, you're not off as well. I mean, we have the same upbringing, you know. Mm -hmm. What did you know? We worked Gazette here, Depaneur, uh halls, reception halls, 13, 14 years old, 15 years old, working till three o'clock in the morning for a hundred bucks a night. True. Right? After two for 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 15 hour shift when you when you really look at it. Um and you know, I don't think we're standing like old men here, but it's the truth, right? True. It's it's the, the, the problem is that today's youth has this 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 cons- like this contorted vision view of of what life could be just because of social media. Yeah. Um, well, it's I dangerous. love social media too. So there's good things yeah. and bad things about it. So. Absolutely, of course it is. I mean, the, all the stuff we do. Look what we're doing now. I mean, it's going to be. Right. I mean, what you do in terms of music and selling your music and selling yes. whatever. Um, yes. But at the detriment of what, though, that's that it's the youth that are paying the price today. So I don't know about this, this generation. I don't know where we're going to go end up, Stevie, honestly. Well, I don't know. I work with a lot of young people, a lot of young people that, that I see. Like I said, we were stereotyping a bit because there are a lot of young people that are still hard workers like that. There is. But. It's just the mass, I would say, is they're finding other ways to make money. Not like yeah. us. Like, I've hustled since I was a kid. DJing, music, this, working, nonstop. Yeah. I always had different jobs. Yeah. My parents had money. They never gave me money. I love my parents. 
but they treated they treated me and my brother well my brother was more of the like he got treated better than me because i was like the the, the devil <laughs> yeah. but my parents they told me you have to work i remember i wanted a ghetto blaster it was this is my story i wanted this ghetto blaster i was 12 years old i wanted this ghetto blaster mm-hmm. you know the ones with the, the it was like fucking uh, i don't remember where i got it i think it was at the at the source or something at the radio shack before yeah and it was like a boom box and it was like 330 dollars that's a lot of money back then bro yeah, like whatever. I don't know. Now that you can get them for 150 or 100 bucks, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, at that time for me as a 12 year old kid, 300, you know, it was a lot of money. My parents wouldn't mm-hmm. buy it for me. Yeah. All my other friends' parents, as Magic Cake kids, they used to get everything. <laughs> they had Nintendo, they had Sega, they had fucking everything. I had zero. <laughs> my parents instilled it. You want something, you have to get her. Gazette. Every day I used to go back to the guy, give him a Mise de Cote, I used to give him a deposit, deposit. And then you know what? When I finally got it, it was like this. I made it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the blaster was gold for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, and you, it was. again, look at that. Look at that lesson in life. It's so simple, but it's in simplicity. It's the same upbringing. I think we all had the same upbringing, right? The immigrant, hardworking parents. Um, and, and it's the truth. Whatever we wanted, we have to work for it. And I, I tell my son, at your age, I already had a job. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, I had a job." I was going to work with no, no. I was working with him, and I was cleaning up fridges at Tony Depener and Saint Leonard, uh, whatever, right? And, and it, it's something. Yeah, it's it's almost as if they can't. Um, it's almost as if they can't believe, you know, what we went through as kids because of how much it's changed. Think about it, just in a generation, how much it's changed, Stevie. Because obviously, oh. with the advent of, of the internet, that completely changed everything. Of course. Um, but you know, I don't blame them too. It's not easy for them to even like grow up in this type of environment where everything is all all of your life is on social media. True. Everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so it's so easy not to fall in the right crowd or not be cool on social media. Back then it was right, you paid the price, there was no one on a computer. You just smash him in the mouth, have a fight after school, and everything is good. Exactly. So it was less bullying too. I mean, there was bullying, but I was like, I was a tall kid in school. Like everybody knew who I was. Yeah. I was the top DJ in the school. So everybody didn't bother me. But even if there was kids that were getting bullied, it wasn't that bad because listen, it, it's just not the same as now. Now with the bullying online, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. We can talk about this for hours. I don't know yeah. about that, but just to say it was different before. And I'm not, I'm not just saying different before in our, uh, you know, our age, like we're 40, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'd say even at 30, there wasn't that much in the 90s, up to 2000, even 2005. I mean, the internet was good, but there was no iPhones yet. Yeah. Facebook yep. was still starting, you know. But after 2005, I mean, it, it life changed. I would say after 2005, life changed a lot, especially when the iPhones came out and the smartphones and everything. Because... Really, people are just, I find we're more connected with each other, but more distant from each other now. Yeah. yeah because I, like Louis, like you, like just to say, mm-hmm. imagine we had to go out. I don't know. You know what? I'll just text you. I'll just, I'll just, I don't have, to, I'll just go on uh, social media and see what you're doing. Hey, Louis, I can't make it tonight. It's very easy to cancel plans. Yeah. Before there was no canceling plans. I mean, you had to go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now true. there's so much to do. And like Louis, yeah, you want to go to that bar. But my friend, I saw him on social media. He's, he's somewhere else. I think I want to go with him. You have so many choices now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
with social media, you have a lot of choices. So you can cancel everything. And social media got a lot of people screwed up too and makes them very depressed and everything, which I understand, you know. Well, if, of course, because I mean, the 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 the, whole, the drawback with social media is that you're trying to constantly live up to an image that is not yeah. real. True. That's, or you could be somebody on social media that never posts, and you can go back to. I know some people that are just on f Facebook and Instagram, they never post anything. Some friends of mine, mm. and you know what? They're living a life. They're they're like they're doing the half and half thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're on social media, but they're not relying on it. But the majority of that people, there's not many of that. Most of the people that are on social media are on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And even if they're not posting it, they're still looking. You have to go. How many times do you check Instagram and thing? You can go on your settings on your phone. It'll tell you how many times you're on Instagram. I know. You'd be surprised. The hours you're on Instagram in one day per day, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's. um well, it's you know we we know all of all the movies and what they've said about Facebook and Instagram and and it's 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 like a drug. It's like a drug that people <laughs> are literally living their lives through this. And but this is this is the generation. This is what we're yeah. living through now. Yeah, told, um, people told me about the movies and all that stuff. I watched them. I watched that thing about Facebook and Instagram. I was mm -hmm. on whatever it was. Yeah. And while I was watching it, it didn't really impress me. The movie. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what, exactly what's going on. But yeah. everybody that watched that film, what did they see at the end? They go, oh, shit. And they're still but, back on their phones. Anyway, yeah. So the movie made nothing. The movie gave you conscience of what's happening. It's like Seaspiracy, that stupid, the, the other one. It's talking yeah. about fish. I watched that, and I still eat. I still went to have sushi afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I felt bad. Listen. I saw the fucking dolphins killing the, the cove, that movie. Everybody's, but you know what? These movies, they tell you what's going on, but... Listen, life is so fast and everything that you just can't concentrate on one thing. And like I said, Seaspiracy did nothing for me. The, the Facebook thing, I know what the, how the algorithms work. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's screwed up. They goes by your cookies. If you're going to put cowboy hat on a, on a Google, you're going to get cowboy hat coming on your feed. I mean, that's the way it is. But you know what, Stevie? The thing is that we're, we're such creatures of habit, right? So we, we could see that right. for a second, but then literally... Five minutes later, we'll go back to our old habits. But what, what, this is something, it's funny that you mentioned all that. This something, this discussion that I've had with people lately, what's your take on this? Is that I sincerely believe our phones are listening in to us. Mm. Stevie, because there's certain stories that I hear talking about something, not even a, not even a Google search, saying something, and then next thing you know, boom, it pops up as an advertisement. Marketing. No, I don't. Well, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's, it's far from the truth. I really, I truly believe that these devices do have this capability. I'm telling you. Well, you can just shut off your data. Then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true too. But again, data, we're not gonna, I mean, we're not gonna do that, right? Because I mean, creatures of most habit. of the times, like w when I went to a marketing course, whatever about Instagram and everything, very interesting stuff and everything. There's a lot of things that they would tell you, like even keywords that like you're saying, even if you're texting some people and everything like that on Google, because texting doesn't really work. But on Google or Gmail, mm -hmm. if you keep on saying the the word dance all the time and dance all the time, you will get stuff about dance. Sometimes you'll get the, uh, ballet, which is not, you're like, what the fuck is ballet? Yeah. But you'll get sometimes, 
it you'll get that it's like gemini like horoscopes people will say something about you you'll be like nah that's not me but there's sometimes that you'll read that horoscope fuck that's about me yeah but it's not about you that's it's true. just it caught you at that moment so sometimes maybe you were thinking about i want to see that movie squid game just to say i want to see the show yeah. Squid Game. you talk to your friend you never googled you never did nothing and it comes out yeah but i uh listen i don't know about the phones listening to you it could be. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I'm totally nothing with conspiracy. I hate conspiracy theories. It's, it's not even a conspiracy theory. I'm just saying. No, that. but there is kind of Google ways of um, getting what you're doing and what you're saying to people because you are actually typing it. As long as it's, I don't know about listening devices, but most of the time there's a way that Google could find out what your interest is by cookies, yeah. you know, by cookies and everything. Algorithms and cookies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, there is a way. But yeah. sometimes it happens. You know, sometimes I'm talking to somebody about, I don't know, air conditionings. I've never posted anything air conditioning because once you post it on Google, it will show up. Well, there you go. Everybody well, yeah, for that. sure. Yeah, for sure. In 2010, you would write air conditioning and then air conditioning. You would like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but that's the way Google ads work. Now... Like last I think I was it happened to me one time I was talking about drapes or something I needed drapes I don't remember what it was mm -hmm. not grapes drapes, drapes. And, <laughs> and I think it was on Amazon there was drapes and I'm like mm. but you know it is a bit weird but somehow see what, somewhere see what I mean I talked about I mean? home renovations on uh, somewhere you know what I mean yeah I don't know about that okay well i don't know about that so so so, so here we're gonna start reading a little bit of comments people saying hi <laughs> robert s from cafe borgiorno says your phone is tapped lou you're sicilian <laughs> <laughs> so so here's my friend joe beti joe mm. he's the one that actually said that he said what did i tell you last night about the phones listening in it's totally true um some people saying hi uh of course your cugino where is he lou say hi to my cousin carmen that's, peroni that's my cousin yeah uh, Megan says, Luigi, so nice to tune in with you guys. Thank you, Megan, for tuning in. Marco, more better. Remember Marco, more better? <laughs> Marco, of course. I just put I put a meme for him on this week on NCMA. I love yeah. more better. Good yeah. times with him. Good times. Remember those days when he used to do those clips? I miss those days. I really do. <laughs> Can't um, say too much. Now he's remaxed. No, no, I know. I don't know. We were, <laughs> shh, quite, shh. Uh, <laughs> so back to our discussion we were saying before Robert says Cafe Bordrono Celine always has staff <laughs> Robert's a good guy we did an episode with him with cool spots to discover in Montreal and uh, great yeah. people seriously yeah awesome. I saw it when um, when your uh, your contributor there uh, she was she was doing the, the, the skit that was great yeah. and uh, yeah there's a little a little side another shout out Cafe Bordrono guys right next to actually EM Custom Design go get your t-shirt and then you go see, go see Robert for a nice meal coffee there you go Croissant. Um, seeing this is a great transition. Um, I want to discuss your involvement and your your creation of of your baby, which I think is is, is very important for the Italian community here in Montreal. Mm -hmm. um, is in CMA Montreal. Mm -hmm. I remember you starting this years ago, mm -hmm. and and starting with parties at Mumba. Yep. Um, how did how did that evolve, and where 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 did you get the idea to continue this and to see where it is today? Well, because there was, it's, it's really simple because I would always find Cause I always did events always had, to, cause my events are all about themes. I don't like doing summer madness party or this madness party or a frock party. I like to have a theme to it. Mm -hmm. Every, every 
ep, uh, event I did ha has to have a theme to it, like a Halloween thing. So mm -hmm. me and David were just talking. I'm, you know, they did a Greek bazooki night on Mumba on the, mm -hmm. the on the 2006 or something, mm -hmm. and um, then I talked to him because we had the Labor Day weekends. We had all the long weekends. That that was our weekends. So we could do parties, you know. So I go to David Colosurdo. He was my ex partner. Well, we still we're still friends. And I said, you know what? Let's do an Italian party. He's like, bro, uh, what do you mean Italian party? I go like Rick Bazuki, but Italian. Yeah. We yeah. play tarantellas, waltzes. Yeah. He goes by. You know, he was he was he was he was feeling it. He goes, but people are gonna come. I go, of course, people are gonna come. <laughs> Shit, they come. Yeah. We're the best promoters in Montreal. People are gonna gonna come. They're gonna, they're gonna if, even if we we do a fucking a Tupperware party, people are gonna come. <laughs> You have a Tupperware. <laughs> Tupperware on the dance floor and shit, mm -hmm. you know? So he goes, yeah, let's do it. So, you know, I, I talked to the owner that time. I says, that's what we're going to do in the Italian party. Yeah, but then um, whatever. going to be mobsters and stuff. Mm -hmm. I go, no, it's going to be an Italian party. We're going to get young people. Let's celebrate. If the bazooki party is going to go, the Arab parties do it. I want to do an Italian party. Mm -hmm. So 2006, we did our first one. And then after, I remember I was talking to David and I'm just like, uh, what do we call this? And I'm just like, you know, let's call it together. Like, you know, in Siena. Let's call it in mm -hmm. Siena, you know, in Siena. Because, yeah, whatever. He was all worried about the name because I always thought about the names and the concepts, yeah. you know? I mean, just wanted to make money. I wanted to make money too. <laughs> and that's it. And we did in Siena. And it, the moment we posted it up, I remember I was on Facebook, but Facebook was a bit different before. Yeah, it was just the beginning, yeah. Yeah, but we're still passing off flyers. It wasn't mm -hmm. really the beginning of 2006, but uh, it was there. It was getting good, you know. We started going to flyers, putting up posters everywhere, Milano's and everything. The hype was so huge, and uh, we, we we killed it. Sorry, go back. 2006, we did when when um, when Italy won the World Cup. Oh man! Oh, so boy. we did a party at Universe, and uh, at Universe, the Universe guys did a party with us. And we did a big party at Mumba. It was on a Sunday, an off Sunday, one day one. So it was a complete disaster. It was crazy. <laughs> then like, after we decided to do Insieme, I think uh, a few months later, an Italian party. Okay. So you said, look at all these Italians that came on a Sunday. There was a tailgate, sausages outside. It was crazy. You know, it was on a regular Sunday. Everybody had to work on the Monday. It was crazy. It was just I had no one cared. So we did it there, and then we decided to do the Italian party since 2006, and we've been doing it every year except last year. Mm -hmm. And then after, we did it at Rouge, and uh, that's it. And the history is taking over, and we've been doing it. We're just trying to do another one. We didn't do it this year again because capacity issues. Mm -hmm. In me like, listen, most of the clubs are uh, 400 people, 300 people. It's not yeah. enough for us. In CMA is usually uh, over 1,000 people, yeah. so... Well, guys, if you could see in the um, in the ticker below uh, of the screen here, uh, you see the the IG um, handle at uh, Insieme underscore Montreal. Check out mm -hmm. the page; it's great content there. Trust me, if you grew up in an Italian family, you're gonna appreciate every single uh, post and little stories and gifs that they they post. It's fantastic stuff, and you can learn about all great Italian-owned businesses in and around Montreal. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely take take a look at it. Um, Stevie, you know we've we've had this discussion, which is important to me, and we have we've had it off air. We've had it even. I remember last winter we had a this discussion. Yeah. I've had this discussion also with other people. Is do we as an Italian community 
here in Montreal, do we do enough to protect our parents' culture, to promote it, to make sure that this new generation is is getting the message of of how important it is not to lose our culture? Because I know, it, it just, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me, is that other cultures do a great job of it. And mm-hmm. when I say a great job is they know the culture, they know the country, they know the, the, the language. Listen, I'm, I'll be the first to, to, to blame myself. I try my best uh, in making sure that my two boys speak Italian. They go to a, well, they went to elementary school. One of them is, is in high school now that taught Italian as part of the curriculum, right? I try my best to keep them to their Italian roots. I know things like, you know, Italy winning the Euro Cup, which we're going to talk about this past summer, really, sure. really helped. But I don't find I, I find that we I don't know I don't know what it is I find that we don't do enough. How do you see this? I think people in well we just talk about Montreal and stuff, but yeah. Montreal I think people are just are proud to be Italian, but that's about it. They don't they won't go that extra thing to actually if you don't speak Italian, especially younger people, I don't think they're gonna learn more Italian than that. And like I said, it's it's not their fault; it's the parents' fault. I mean, the parents are mostly speaking French or English, and they just. And they're, you know, they're, they're leading a busy life. It's harder. Our yeah. parents were still busy, but they're, you know, they came in from Italy. So it was a bit different. They were, we were always speaking Italian at my house, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would mix English with Italian, but it was mostly Italian, you know? But my parents spoke to us in Italian. So if you don't get spoken to in Italian at your house, it's really hard to learn, you know? Yeah. So it's a bit different. So, I mean, I think people are proud to be Italian, but uh, other than that, to learn it, to speak it like other languages. And we spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, Greeks, I know Greeks that are 16 years old, 21 years old, six years old, and they speak perfect Greek. Arabs, I know everybody that are Arabs that are born here. Not people would think, oh, they're born in the, and then they came no, here. No, no. Yeah. I'm talking about Arabs, Lebanese people, Turkish people, yeah. Greek people. They speak it completely well. Okay, maybe they have an accent because I don't know because for me it sounds all the same. Sure. But they speak it. Italians, most of the time that I speak to younger people in Italian, they'll speak it, but very like, you know, I only speak it to my nonna. Yeah. I don't know. I know. They'll try to speak it. I think they're more proud to be Italian than actually proud to speak the language. And, you know, maybe to showcase their Italian pride. I think they... I think they have the pride, but will they go more than that? No. Will they start doing the planting of the tomatoes? Will they start doing the wine? No. I think that generation, there's a, some some few people that I met that are actually trying to go with that uh, system again. Yeah. They're trying to do the wine. Young people, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool to see. But it's still a minority. The majority of people are just those once uh, our people are gone, our non-nos and parents and everything, I think the culture is gone. That makes, I'm not going to lie to you, that makes me sad because what you said before, right, is still the, the Greeks and, and the, the Turkish and the Greeks and the the, the, the Arab, that they still speak it. And they're just, just, just as busy as we are as parents. Mm-hmm. So what are they doing differently than what we are doing? That's number one. Number two is... All these other cultures had Greek schools, Arab schools. Why has Montreal never had an Italian school? I know well, that there we was have, this... but the problem is, well, we do... Leonardo da Vinci has it. Leonardo da Vinci is a great place, seriously. But it's different. I think, listen, uh, if I was 16 years old, 
right now mm-hmm. and I would see it for my nephew. Listen, I'm on my phone. I'm with my friends. You think I want to go to Italian school? Like, yeah. there's so many things to do. I want to go to the cafe. I want to hang out with my friends. I want to go to the park. I want to smoke a bath. I don't smoke weed, but what I'm yeah. just saying, you know, people want to go, to, they smoke, they smoke weed. They want to have a good time. They want to be with their friends. Yeah. You think they want to actually go and sit down and start learning Italian? No. Yeah. And I wouldn't too. But when I was younger, I would go to Italian school. I would do that. It was different because, you know, to tell you the truth, when we were young, we found things to do, but there wasn't that much to do. True. There, there wasn't. I mean, we'd cause tr- I would cause trouble because I needed something because I had ADD. I had to do shit. Yeah. So I would play hockey, go running with my friends, go in the park, go in the forest, start breaking trees. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a phone. I had nothing. No, no, we didn't know. What's true? Listen, Joe Bettivenia says it's true. What he says third generation. You can't blame them. I'm no. I'm not blaming them. It's true. It is a third generation now, and, and more and more we become ingrained in this Canadian culture. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm just holding on to that last piece of rope, right? To just to see in me as a parent of two young boys, twelve and eight years old. That you know, what can I do? And I brought them to Italy for the first time a couple of years ago. They absolutely loved it, and they wanted to communicate with their cousins and their aunts and uncles in Italian. And, you know, they were struggling. And, and my older one says, next time I'm going to go, Daddy, to Italy, I promise you I'm going to speak better Italian. And he was telling this to my cousins. And and at least he's trying, the kid, you know. So I yeah. guess that's all That's all we could do, right? Try to, each one of us as a parent, the generation, try to instill that in our kids. And hopefully they'll do the same with theirs. Well, like but, I said, uh, I think uh... – well, I mean, Italy's not Italian is not going to go out of style. I mean, it's always no. going to stay in style, even yeah. in 30, 40 years. But <clears throat> the way it's going now, I mean, it's just for Montreal. I'm just talking about Montreal. Sure. And even the States, even Toronto. Toronto, just yeah. Everything. I would say in Canada, unless you live in Italy, I don't think here in the next 20 years, I think the younger people are just not going to speak Italian anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's going to turn into the States which is everybody in the States. There's a lot of Italians in the States, but like we were talking about it before, mm-hmm. I'm just giving you a minority. I don't know the studies. I don't know the percentage, but when I went to the States and I saw so many people on my family there and everything, nobody speaks Italian. Nobody. I, I told you I went to Staten Island. I yeah. went to New York city. I went to the Bronx. I went to little Italy. There's a couple of them that do speak Italian, which I was very impressed. Sicilian people like Zia Michalina mm-hmm. and uh, Mikey. He was really cool. He speaks perfect, but that's really rare. Everybody speaks Americanized. They just know Cabagul, Kalma, Stunad. They don't yeah. know anything about Italians. So when I went to Staten Island, like I told you before, everybody I felt like I was in a Goodfellas movie. Yeah. Goodfellas as an Italian inspired. Everything that's a good word. Everything in the States is Italian inspired. It's Italian inspired, but nobody speaks Italian. But nobody. that's exactly yeah. It's it's inspired by Italian, but it's not really. It's not really Italian. It's yeah. the same thing in Montreal. Montreal is pretty much still we're still good right now, even though the younger people don't speak it. But it's we still have that Italian vibe, which is good. I'll go to a cafe once yeah. in a while because Italians. Like, listen, imagine I see you, Louis. You speak. I speak fluent Italian. Yes. You speak fluent Italian, but if I see you at a bar. We're not Greeks. I've seen Greeks, young people, hey, uh, you know, Stamatare and they still fucking talk right away Greek. Yeah. If I see you, Louis, the truth is we're not speaking Italian. No. It's the I'm truth. Go, hey, bro, what's happening? Come yeah. <laughs> I'll say come stai just to say. Yeah. 
Yeah. But we're not going to have a full-on Italian conversation. It's not going to happen. Greeks, you know, Arabs, uh, other cultures. I know I'm sticking with Greeks and Arabs, but I mean every culture. No, but it's but it's the truth because I've always compared ourselves to the, especially the Greeks, because they do such a great job of it. They it's really crazy. do. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I have so much respect for them. I really yeah. do. Uh, the way they, it's just they know the traditional dances. They know the language. They all speak it. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. They they const- they go back to Greece. All of them. All of yeah. them. So that's why you know me, like Dario Vitali says, it all starts at home. I'm trying myself, right? I mean, I brought my boys two years ago. I promised them we're going to go back to Italy again, and and you know we again another conversation we had is Italy has changed, guys. Italy has changed completely. Yeah, a lot. It, it would be nice if you have the opportunity and you are of Italian descent, guys, go back, take the take the opportunity to understand the country, the history behind it, but also the way they're trying to change as well to adapt and and you know and to go into the 21st century yeah. and and to 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 modernize because well, what, I, what i was telling you before italy has changed too yeah Slowly, everybody speaks italian but it's not a good fellas movie it's not a gangster uh, country everybody it's italy is very much multicultural it's like canada yeah arabs blacks there's uh chinese chinese are running over italy they're taking all the depeners just like here it's yeah. becoming like canada very multicultural yeah and yeah, I spoke absolutely. to some people in the States, some clueless people, and they think they're like, yeah, bro, the old country, everybody in Italy is like, yeah. they think it's like gangsters. Yeah, Every, yeah. It's so different, Italy. You would go there, if you would think it's it's that type of place, you're absolutely wrong. You're think absolutely Italy mistaken. like Canada, besides the politics. I mean, it's pretty screwed up, but everybody there is seriously... It's just like it's like Canada. It's it's just a totally different country right now. Yeah, you're absolutely. But it's still Italian. You still have your heritage. You still have the little paeses. You still have you know. There's still a lot of culture to go over there. Well, of course, there's so much history, right? With a country so rich of in course. history and so the culture. Even though Italy has evolved, it's still a lot of history for it. Yes, absolutely. And I think even if young people go to Italy, I think they should all go. And um, but coming back, I think they're gonna love it. But I think just coming back to Canada. I mean, it's still good to go to Italy, but I don't think Italy is going to change anything if you go on vacation that they're going to become instantly Italian, you know? No. But it's a good thing for them to go. Absolutely. I, like the I, Jewish I, people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought that uh, my trip, I, I used that as a history lesson with my boys, right? And I mean, they were still young. I mean, Alessio had his 10th birthday while mm-hmm. we were there. Uh, Matteo was seven. So... My ten-year-old, I was trying to teach them the history and and what Nono and Nonna did growing up there, and then we went to to uh, my other grandparents' home uh, in Abruzzo, uh, my yeah. my uh, their other parents, my wife's parents. So I used it as a history lesson, mm-hmm. and I guess you know what I'm trying to say is that all this is, is all we could do is is, is start at home, and yeah. you know I I won't lie to you, I mean what we saw this past summer. Stevie, it brought such emotions, uh, the celebration, the joy. It's like it brought me back to 2006. Absolutely. And, and to 1982 when I was seven years old, when Italy won the World Cup, and seeing my parents so happy that I've never seen them happy like that in my life. Um, it, it's, it, it was just, honestly, it was exactly what we needed this summer. It's with the COVID and everything, absolutely. For the Italian community in Montreal. I mean, I sent pictures to my family in Italy and they couldn't believe it, Stevie. They could not amazing. believe it. 
just RDP. I'm like, guys, this is a small sub RDP. It's fucking nuts. And that was an RDP all the time. I know. Was, in CMA, we had like reporters there filming for us and everything. And I was there. And then after, I did my last party there. I did a block party for uh, the Italian thing in RDP. You know, I don't know if you heard about it and everything. And uh, so I said, we're going to take a chance. We're going to set up a sound system in the front like Toronto did. Yeah. We're going to set up a sound system. And if Italy wins, it's a big party on Marista Plessy. Yeah. And then after I go, and then after I put it on uh, social media, I went viral. That's crazy. A thousand shares, 2,000 shares. Stevie V and everybody were going to have a big party on Marista Plessy if they win, you know? Then after the mayor's assistant called me, the cops called me. You, you have to shut it down. I go, I'm not shutting down nothing. You're going to have to see. <laughs> then my brother is he's like a politician already. Yes. So he calls me, bro. I don't know. You you can't screw this up. You know, you don't want to get into trouble. I go, yeah. what are you going to do? Arrest me? There's like going to be 5,000, 10,000. <laughs> exactly. I'm playing music. I want to celebrate. Yeah. So after, you know, the cops spoke to us. They were really nice. And uh, I, I, they won. And we had a, we had a crazy party. I'm oh, man. I'll, those images, honestly, was after the it's COVID crazy. and everything was it'll it'll uh it'll always stay in, entrenched in my mind yeah. uh here's your buddy here his first comment of the evening angelo cfmb tutti giorni siamo qui <laughs> <laughs> joe brings up a good point joe again uh, we have the smallest little italy here in montreal it's been downsized nobody's sticking up for us remember literally in boston i do joe joe by the way is a bruins fan like me okay uh yeah. stevie <laughs> uh but yeah the little italy in boston is, is beautiful it's it it's, is uh, it really is. Um, Nobody speaks Italian, but no, but that's yeah, that's another story. No. Um, yeah, it, it's it's true. Um, so you know, Angelo gave, gave me a big, a great segue here. Is um, I want to talk to you um, about. Uh, we'll, we'll end on this. Is your involvement and your your um, were you bringing Joe and Mary's wedding to Montreal and Toronto? Mm -hmm. um, tell us, tell us a little bit of the the, the history of that. How did you? How did you come up on this? How did you, how did this even happen? Well, Joe and Mary's, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. So it was already like, you know, I was always sketching Joe and Mary's, you know, doodling. And I want to do it. I already had the concept being in weddings all the time. Okay. So then it was around 2018. I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So I started the Instagram page. I was I was everything for uh, I was doing everything alone. This was in 2018 before I got partners and everything, mm -hmm. because it came so big that I couldn't do it by myself and everything. Yeah. So then after I started off with that, and uh, so I wanted to do a fake wedding, get actors and do a fake wedding, but cheesy wedding from the 90s. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The cheese balloons and <laughs> fucking. everything that you could think about as cheese in the 90s. That's what I wanted. You know, something funny. So I went to Antique and they said they loved the idea. They said, okay. So I took a chance. I said, let's do it. So I thought there's going to be one show, 200 people, 300 people. I break even. At least my bucket list. Because I have a bucket list. My bucket list is very important. I want to get everything on my bucket list. I love it. So I'm gonna do, I did it. I said, you know what? I lose money. I lose money. That's the way I am. I lose sure. money. I make money. I don't give a shit. I don't care about money. People are money hungry. People are cheap. I'm the type of person... I'll take a chance. You know what I mean? Yep. Up to a point. I mean, I was taking a chance sure. for like $10,000, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose more than that because I quit my job too. I quit everything just to do it, you know? Wow, okay. So I took a chance. 
So I was doing the Instagram, getting people excited and everything. And then after, I'm not going to talk about everything. And then after we put the tickets on sale and uh, that's it. We sold out in uh, two days, 500 Incredible. people sold out two days. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, I'm going to tell you the truth. Anthony is my scriptwriter, Anthony Nona Maria uh, mm-hmm. from uh, and Proriole. He does Nona Maria, the, the puppet. Yeah. He wrote the script, an amazing guy. He's still in my show. And um, I didn't even have my cast. I didn't even have my bride. I was like, I only had three people in my cast. I didn't know it was going to sell out so fast. You know what I mean? Sure. So now I'm worried. Now I'm like, shit, I got to get a cast. <laughs> I got to get, get actors. <laughs> I'm calling Anthony. I go, bro, I sold out like in two days. We got to get going. <laughs> okay, you're serious. Okay, let's get a cast. So anyways, so then after I call Angelo and I go, I need a bigger place, you know? Mm-hmm. And the week after, so he says, yeah, I have a date for you. We sold out 600 people. So I'm like, okay, oh, wow. Three days. Yeah. Then I said, April 20th. People said, don't do it April 20th. It's Easter weekend. Nobody's going to come. Mm-hmm. 620 people came. <laughs> so it was jammed, you know? The problem is, a lot of people always thought I made money with Joan Mary's. I didn't make any money because my expenses were too high. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, I wanted to give them a good show. So I would spend more money. Instead of making that, that profit of $1,000, Take that $1,000 and make the event, just throw it into something else. Make Even Get better. another character. Put bonbonniers on the table. Make it more, you know? Wow. So those three shows were crazy. The first show, was a, it was good. But like I said, we, we noticed those mistakes. It was our first time. You know? Makes sense. Sure. But the second show, we all adapted. And we all became a great family, all the cast, you know? And then after that... Um, we did uh, Toronto. We went to Toronto, crazy yep. Toronto. We went to Ottawa, crazy. And then we came back to Montreal and then it was postponed for a year. And then it got postponed again. Yeah. And now we're doing a Saturday, uh, uh, November 20th at Embassy. So, yes. So how many, first of all, uh, November 20th, how many tickets are still available? Where could they get their tickets? JoanMary'sWedding.ca. Okay. Joe and Mary's, what an S wedding.ca that's all okay. it is joinmarysweddingca the tickets are there and it's going to be a great show we have new cast characters we have old cast characters everybody's there and uh, it's going to be our last one in montreal unfortunately why it's we're not doing any more in montreal okay and i don't want to do any more but i want to do this one as the big last one you know okay so it's going to be fun it's going to be crazy the, the, the crowd is going to be crazy so then after we're going to toronto Again, we're going to do the Toronto show. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Ottawa again. So we're going to do a couple of shows in uh, Toronto and everything. Okay. And then we're coming back to Montreal next year with something, the same concept, but different. Okay. I like Still that. Joe and Mary's Presents, but it won't be Joe and Mary's. It'll be something else. A different, a different. okay. I like that. A I, different I, culture, actually. You're, you're basically, your, your next list on your bucket list. I like that. <laughs> just but so doing something we're going different. to Toronto. So this is going to be our last one. And of course, you know, it's a bit different because of COVID and there's, yeah. you know, there's the passports. It's a bit different, but a lot of people, about 150 people, we were 650 people in uh, Montreal before it got canceled. Wow. So we had to, uh, we, you know, we had to, uh, you know, me and my partners, we went through a lot of shit, you know, we had to re- return at refund at least 500 people, you know? So it sucked for us and we lost a lot of money. Yeah. But those 150 people that stayed with us, they didn't want to get refunded. They wanted a party. So you know what? The next party, 
even if we lose money, I know Angelo's probably listening. He doesn't want to lose money. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to lose money either. As long as I break even and everybody has a good time because we're going to get this last show and a crazy, it's going to be a crazy last show. Yeah. So I'm going to be at that one because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm definitely going to be at that show. Oh, this one's going to be crazy. Yeah. Seriously, um, we have so many new things that we're going to do. And plus it's the last one. So everybody's just going to have a crazy time, you know? So here's uh, my Sicilian buddy and Bruins fan. Do a Sicilian wedding, Pepe and Maria. There you go, yeah. <laughs> um, but we have something cool coming out next year from Montreal, awesome. that's for sure. I'm looking forward to that. So you know what, guys? Uh, before before um, we end it, I just want to do a shout out to um, uh, my, my best friend, uh, Stevie's partner, Angela McConey, and all of uh, PMG Group uh, that have always been there uh, for all of Montrealers for all the best times in your life. And, you know, with this pandemic, they've gone through a hard time. So let's try to, um, you know, support them as much as we can for sure. uh, during this time. And, and and just let's just party up. Just Don't even have a reason to have a party. Just do it, man. Just do it. And um, so big shout out to PMG Group. Um, and, and so, Stevie, what I wanted to say with you is, honestly, is you had a lot of words of wisdom tonight, honestly. Um, during this thing, I think a lot of the even younger kids listening to this could learn a lot about it. I personally want to say thank you, first of all, because for being the DJ of my youth, honestly, you know, because it brings me back, man. Such beautiful, beautiful memories of my youth and and you know how much i love music so it's it's very important to me so but i haven't I stopped say, i still do mixes i no, still do everything yeah. on mixcloud.com I, I, I haven't stopped so yeah and and you know in the ticker as well you see uh stevie's um account on on ig uh, as well as in cmm montreal and of course em custom design um so i wanted to say thank you so much for that and uh for all you know, even our days of playing ball hockey together, it's just sure, bro. it's just great, great, great memories, man. Great like I said, memories. I still play hockey. Like I said, last year we screwed up because of COVID, but uh, we're coming yeah. back. I still have my equipment, man. Anytime you want to play, I'm cool with that, man. <laughs> awesome. I go to the gym every day. I'm, I'm my cardio is good, so that's awesome. Yeah, I wish I, I think yeah. I gotta start hitting the gym again. So, guys, listen, if you <laughs> haven't get your tickets, go on Joan Mary's website um get your tickets to see the show i've heard it's fantastic um let's let's go out with a bang as you heard it's going to be the last yeah, time being last performed time. in montreal um so stevie thank you so much bro it's been a blast i really appreciate you being here for sure bro um great time yeah absolutely so stay on we'll just chit chat after so thanks everyone for tuning in thanks for the comments thanks for being engaged guys have a great evening i'll catch you later ciao guys Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.